Hi, this is Tony Allen with Signet4713.com, Audio Gospel Way. Today's episode is titled, Humility. And the first reading is going to come from the book of Philippians, chapter 2. Um, before I get started with this message, I just want to let those that are following this ministry, if you want to uh, read more teachings or hear uh, more of our uh, online teachings, you can click on the uh, Gospel Way platform. And it will take you to our podcast where there's plenty more of our teachings there if you'd like to hear any other teachings. All right. So we're going to get started. If you want to follow, this is coming from the book of Philippians, chapter two. All right. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the spirit, if any affection and mercy fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind, period. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. All right, I'm going to stop there for a second because it's very important that you understand what the Apostle Paul is saying here. To be humble is to seek the Father in Jesus before we do anything. Put them first and seek their guidance. Uh, doing it in your own way and thinking is not humbling yourself. And a lot of times you will fail if it is not directed by the Father or Jesus. You're doing it for your own uh, reasons and your own ambitions. And that is considered conceited. When you're not seeking the Father for direction. All right. We're going to continue on. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Verse 4. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Period. Verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus also. Who, being in the form of God, stop right there. So think about this for a second. Now, as it is written in the book of John, the very first verse, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So in the beginning, Jesus is the word. So Jesus was with God. All right. So when you read this verse, let this mind be in you, which also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God. So he was a spirit. He is a spirit. We are all spiritual beings living or residing in the host body, a flesh body. All right. Now watch this. Verse six, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Why? Because Jesus already knew within himself how all this stuff got created. He was there with the Father when it was being created. He spoke these things. All right, so this is why he didn't consider it to be robbery to be equal with God because he and God are one. All right. So that's why it says in the beginning, in this verse, verse six, who being in the form of God, we all know God is a spirit. All right. And we have Jesus spirit residing in us, 
when we surrender our lives and allow the Holy Spirit to come upon us. Now, you must ask for the Holy Spirit. It is written. You must ask. It doesn't just come. Yes, when you're saved, you're saved. You are your salvation. You're being saved through Jesus in his blood, shed blood. But if you want the spirit inside of you, you must ask for the Holy Spirit. All right. Now, verse seven, but made himself of no reputation. Now, watch this. Jesus didn't walk around saying, I'm God. I'm God. All right. Not like a lot of us in our carnal, arrogant ways think that we are God when we're not. All right. But Jesus had every right to say it if he chose. If he chose, he could have said it and he would not been have been lying about it because as it is written, being in the form of God, Jesus was already in the beginning when things was being created. He was with the father and it pleased the father when he spoke these things. All right. When he spoke the world and the heavens and the seas and everything that that are in it. Jesus was there. All right. So being in the form of God, he did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself no reputation. No one could, could come back and say. He's talking around, he's saying he's God. Jesus never said that. Now watch this. Did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant. Wow. Think about this for a second. A bond servant is a slave or someone bound in service. Now think about it. Bound. Bound. That means you're shackled. I mean, you are committed. You can't, there's no escaping, right? A bond servant is a slave or someone bound in service without wages. There was nothing for Jesus to benefit except being a love offering for us. That was it. And hoping that we would choose him. Because when he, when he came, he did not force nobody to choose him. He did not. He didn't he didn't put no guilt trips on no one. He didn't do that. He just taught the word and showed the truth and and gave everyone the freedom to choose. Wow, that's powerful. But made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant. Now, like I said, a bond servant is a slave or someone bound in service without wages. And coming in the likeness of men. Wow. He, 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 put, he put aside the spirit that he have, has and has to take on a flesh body for us. Wow. That's very powerful. Now watch this. In the book of Mark, chapter 11, verse 22. Watch this. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Watch this. This was after Jesus cursed the fig tree and it withered away the following day. Jesus never said, have faith in me, which he could have justifiably done so if he was not operating with a humble spirit. He could have he could have done that. He could have been self-ambitious and conceited and said, hey, listen, have faith in me. You saw me do it. 
Have faith in me. He did not. He directed everybody's focus back to the Father, the Spirit, the spiritual being. All right? Have faith in God. All right? Now watch this. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Wow, now watch this. I'm going to stop there for a second. If you read this and don't take it to heart, you're not following the instructions of the Father. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. So when you speak his name, you should be on your knees. You should humble yourself. Don't think it's okay to just use his name in vain. You need to humble yourself and show the respect to him for what he has done at the name of Jesus because what he has done. Now, now remember now, this is the father speaking through the apostle Paul. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. It didn't say every knee must bow. Every knee should bow. It's a choice. But to not do it is being very arrogant. That's being arrogant and conceited. Oh, I don't need to get on my knees. Every knee should bow. Of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth. Now, this is the Apostle Paul speaking to the Philippians. Jesus did not come back yet. He's in heaven. All right. But he's saying right now, every knee should bow those in heaven and those on the earth and those under the earth. This is being humble. All right. This is acknowledging what Jesus has done for the entire world when he died on the cross and shed his blood for the world. You should humble yourself and, and, and get on your knees when you're, when you're using his name. When you're praying, you should get on your knees and humble yourself. All right? When you're requesting anything or speaking in prayer, whatever it may be, humble yourself and get on your knees and pray to Jesus. Give him that respect that he deserves. For what he has done for the entire world. Now watch this. Verse 11. And that every tongue should confess. That Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. How many of us do that? How many of us wake up. First thing. And thank the Father. And say Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. How many of us do it? Because I'm going to say this truthfully. I wasn't doing it. Not in the beginning. And not until the Holy Spirit convicted me. When I started reading with a purpose. To understand what the Father is saying. 
that's per- that's purposely reading, not just idly reading, not just looking at the words and letting them seek in your eyes, but not down in your heart. All right. When you're reading with purpose, it gets in your heart and the Holy Spirit will convict you and bring you to remembrance of how you were walking at one point and how you should be walking now. All right. Now watch this. That every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is something we should all be doing. All be doing. I'm not just saying in the morning. This should be a daily thing. That's glorifying Jesus' name and, and, and to the Father also for what he has done for the entire world. Now, watch this. First Peter chapter 5, verses 6 and 7. Even Apostle Peter spoke on this. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Now, watch this. Before I go any further with that, uh, those verses, this is the same thing that Jesus, that the Father did for Jesus. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him because he humbled himself. The Apostle Peter is saying that to us now also. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Now, in due time means an expected or planned for a certain time. All right. God will humble. He will exalt you. He will lift you up. All right. Casting all your cares upon him. That means not trying to do it in your own strength. All right. That that means receiving the words of truth. If Jesus and the father says you are healed by his stripes, receive that truth and cast your cares on him. Whatever sickness that the enemy may inflict you with or infirmities, Whatever it may be, cast those cares upon him, for he cares for you. Now, either you're going to believe this or you're not. It's just that simple. If God said it, you can believe it. All right, because it's impossible for the father to lie, as it is written in Hebrews. Now, watch this. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, But now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will. Watch this. Hold on now. When he's saying both to will means for you to choose, decide or determine and to do for his good pleasure. All right. So. For it is God who works in you to do both to will and to do for his good pleasure. All right. Verse 14. Do all things without complaining and disputing. Why? Because this tends to lean. You begin to lean in your own thinking. All right. And and it's, it's either my way or the highway type of thinking. This is why the, the, the uh, Apostle Paul was saying, do all things without complaining and disputing. Because when you get into that mindset, the enemy will, will create all kind of disharmony and division. 
within within that conversation. All right. So he's saying do all things without complaining and disputing that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life. That's the word of God. So that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Now, this is the uh, apostle Paul talking to the Philippians here. But these words apply to us the same today. Humility is the topic. Humble yourself. Don't lean to your own understanding. As Proverbs um, 3 verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. In all your ways, acknowledge him. So this message. For those that. Haven't been seeking the father. And haven't made Jesus Lord and savior over your life and surrendered your life. That's being arrogant. That's being conceited. That's saying, I don't need Jesus. I don't need the word of God. That's not being humble. But guess what? Book of Revelation says when Jesus comes back, whether you choose or not, you will bow down on your knees and worship him. Every knee will bow to the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Whether you choose to or not, I suggest you get with the program and reprogram your mind. And get the word of God in your mind and in your heart. So these will become your thoughts. I strongly suggest that you start reading the word with purpose. Alright. And see what the father has to say for your life. And what he wants to do through you. And in you. With your life. Humble yourself. And hear the word of God. Amen. And God bless.